Welcome to I Want Business, the small business podcast brought to you by Clarity Creative Group. I'm Craig and I'm joined by David. Hey, everybody. And our producer extraordinaire, Brian Fritz. This episode, we are going to chat all about social media again, because I felt like we got a little bit cut off and we were talking and talking and all these different social media pieces came together and we wanted to give you a little bit more. You know, we were talking about Facebook, talking about Instagram. There's a lot more in that realm that you need to know to promote your business. But first, we always have our tool of the episode. David, take it away with a tool that is going to make business owners save money, save time, and love their lives. So um, since uh, today's episode, we kind of teased a little bit a few seconds ago, was really about, you know, um, probably talking about Twitter, a little bit of LinkedIn. Uh, I wanted to actually give two tools this week. Dose. Giving away a lot. Um, but but really, they're all We're about changing. Twitter and really helping out in terms of what you're doing. So the first one is called Twiriad. 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 You are going to have to spell that. Uh, T W. E R I O D. I knew uh, how it's spelled. Turiad. 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 It's like period. Tri- I don't know. <laughs> I don't like what they did there. Well, it's it's a plan words, obviously. And the idea of Turiad the is to assess when you are having, when you're tweeting, when is your social crowd that you're tweeting to around when are they active on twitter makes sense so instead of tweeting at 11 o'clock at night when maybe none of your twitter followers would ever be there they're telling you hey you should tweet at these times on these days on this uh, maybe it is 11 o'clock for certain people it it might be for some but does it it track your network for example yeah the the free one there's a free version and a paid version the free one at least gets you started but with your most recent 200 last tweets to find out when they were um, done. So to kind of get an idea how, how active the, the, the campaigns are for, for your um, their followers. So it does their last 200 tweets to find out when they're tweeting and what's going on. They have a paid version, but to at least get started, if you're starting on Twitter, best thing to do is know when when, when should you be at least tweeting. It kind of gives you, you know, a couple uh, um, uh, time timetables. to. Those are to good insights of. because one of the struggles with social media, I think for, for business owners is, hey, what content am I going to put out there and when am I going to put it out there? Those are the big two things that you need to figure out. And there are some tools out there like this one that can give you just a little bit of insight. Like, when do I post this stuff? The, the what is a whole nother thing and you got to come into having a real conversation with your audience, mm-hmm. offers, benefits to your audience, but finding out when they're going to digest it is huge. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those those um, data points that kind of lets you know a little bit more what's going on, and then you can drill a little bit more maybe into your, your Twitter analytics and stats of, of your tweets and everything that can kind of help you out. So I, I definitely feel it's, it's definitely a cool tool. Um, the other tool that I have is called um, Twitter Audit. Twitter audit. Now, I, I've seen a handful of these through the years, and um, this one just seems really easy to use. Some of them that I've used before are, um, are are a little bit more restrictive, and this one pretty much you can put in anybody's Twitter account and see if um, how what percent of their followers are real and which ones are fake. Oh, I like that because a lot of what people did early on in Twitter, and even even recently in the last couple of years is you'd see accounts blow up right. where it was follow me to follow back. They'd use companies and it just had a bunch of bulk, a junk amount of followers. Mm-hmm. So Twitter audit, 
Twitter audit. And and it's twitteraudit.com. And all you do is just put in the Twitter username. You press audit. And it pretty much gives you a, a how many are fake, how many are real, and then what percent is like kind of like an audit score. So in other words, like we did our Twitter account and it says five are fake. So it gave me, I think, like a 98%. Right, that's low. Whereas if you have thousands of, of followers and you might have a thousand fakes. Right. I mean, this this may be slightly unrelated, but I feel like it's the same principle that, that some of the business owners may not realize that web traffic and web followers now is an industry. And there are things called click farms out there, there and, and they're overseas. I'm, I'm sure there's some domestic too, where you can get these fake, you, you can pay for them so that your profile gets larger. Just like you can pay for web traffic, but it's not the right kind of traffic. And eventually, this comes back to bite you. Right. Well, this even goes along with period in terms of when, let's say you're posting to your 10,000 fake followers. <laughs> they're not, they're, they're probably not there. They're not actually clients. or They're not, they're not going to like it. They're not going to share it. Right. And, and they're not going to be the people that you want to be in front of. So it's, it's probably good to audit your accounts as well as maybe even audit other people that you're following to make sure that you're probably following good people right and that and when you see something you know kind of may run through this tool just kind of see what's going on it definitely seemed really easy to use you pretty much as i said put the username in and it, it does it there's a pro one which allows you to block fake fo- followers so if, if you have ah, one so you can start from the get block them right out yeah does the tool help you uh sift through those fakes and and remove yeah, yeah. So it, 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 it helps you remove them and, and as well as give you kind of like some audits. The cool part was like they kind of give you like a graph when you do it and shows you um, what why they think that those followers are fake. So, um, you know, what what signs, you know, maybe they don't post or haven't posted in a while or, or maybe they um, are, are not active or maybe they post the same thing 35 times in a row, which is like an obvious sign of fake. Right. So Spammy. it definitely tells you why they're, they're, they don't think that, that these people are, are of good quality. Quality. And that's what it's all about. It's about having quality followers. Again, I'd rather have a hundred quality followers than have you know ten thousand fake followers. Which, of course, which would never you know use our service or or, or or item. So that was our our tools this week. I kind of thought I'd give two because they're small but but free and, and valuable in terms of getting started with with and using Twitter. If you're using Twitter and you want to know when to post periods for you, if you want to make sure you're posting to real people, get on the Twitter audit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of a strong segue for us here into we were going to talk a little bit about Twitter today. Yeah. We were going to go right into Twitter. So the ones we want to focus on today are Twitter and LinkedIn. So we'll get right into our deep dive before our trivia segment where I am nearly undefeated. I don't recall that. Brian has, has been keeping score, so he'll come in and tell you about how I'm winning later. But Twitter. Now, we've all used Twitter, right? Our president uses Twitter. Twitter is a big deal. It's a beautiful nightmare, as I will say, because there's a there's a real-time conversation happening, but there's a lot. There's a lot of content. There's a lot of noise. So where do you feel that businesses can get their foothold? Where can they start? What can they do? So I think getting a, a foothold is is about really number one finding your voice on Twitter, figuring out how you're going to connect with people. I think is is the key. I think there's there's definitely many different brands and de- many different people that use Twitter very differently. So uh, originally figuring out kind of how you're going to use it to to uh, promote 
promote yourself, promote you, whatever it might be. Uh, I, I think, you know, offering a insight into who you are is no matter what the key. I think people want to be able to connect with whether or not you're a celebrity or not. I think people want to know who you are, what you do, how you do things. Absolutely. We, we all, we all, you know, we all have good days. We all have bad days. We all, you know, make jokes. We all laugh. We all, you know, have fun. And I think people want to see that side of, of you, of your business, of, of how, how you, you know, make a widget or whatever it is that you do. I think people love to see processes. And I think that Twitter is is a great place to kind of just put that out there in a really simple, you know, short type of way to just kind of, again, just, you know, hey, you know, to educate, to inform. Um, and then other people use Twitter in ways to 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 share information, to just, um, you know, be a influencer and influence others by, you know, sharing good quality content that they find. So um, I, I think I think there's definitely options that you could use Twitter for. I feel that the, the, the struggle and maybe maybe you can help with this is that the the small business owner you know the footprint is so much smaller than a a big corporation and and the example i'm going to use cuz it's one i just recently have been reading about is Wendy's they had this very active twitter and they had a person that was a full-time individual and she was killing it she was very funny very topical being on it all the time, that would be with the retweeting and tagging people, responding. I, I And that's a dedicated individual to something from a major corporation. Full-time job. Exactly. For a small business owner who's just getting off the ground, we know that the benefit of having the account, we encourage you to have that Twitter, that Facebook, that link, those accounts because they give you a link authority over to your domain, to your website. So there, there's positive aspects to having it. There's a, what, what are they calling it? The social web. You want to be relevant now in the social web. There's the regular web, our internet that we know, www.yourbusiness.com. Then there's this new thing of the last 10 years known as the social web and how much recognition you're getting there. Twitter's a big piece of that because it's text content versus an Instagram being images or a lot of Facebook videos. So this social proof that you you exist actually helps your website. So what would you say could a small business owner, because they don't probably have the resources or time to do a Wendy's or to do a Coca-Cola where there's a dedicated team of individuals, what's their starting point? Um, uh, yeah, their starting point is to really get out there and, and just begin to just start start tweeting. Just start... Um, tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. All, all over. <laughs> tweet. Tweet it on. Tweet it on. So it's just really just to get out there and just start start listening to people, answering them, um, connecting with them, looking for start following. You know, I th- I think people people are afraid of following or they, they think that oh you know you know the, you know famous people only have seventy five followers so that's right. that's cool. But in in the world of of not really having a brand originally where where you can get away with not having a lot of followers, we're not all Katy Perry here. We can't get a hundred million people to want to follow us when we're sleeping and only follow back 100 people. The, the, the organic growth of the, the account at the beginning is going to be you following people. The benefit to doing a little bit of work with it, and it really could be as little as 15 minutes a day, is finding some of those influencers in your circuit. Mm-hmm. Meaning, let's say you're doing a business that's uh, you're making sandwiches and you, you have a sandwich shop and you're growing it and you're trying to promote it online. You want to try to find people that have written things and like sandwiches. You want to connect with them. And maybe 
even come up with a cool program right out of the gate. You have no followers, but you're sending a coupon mm-hmm. to people that have hashtag I love sandwiches or right. hashtag sandwich because they just ate a sandwich. What I'm saying might sound ridiculous, but pe- there's a hashtag for nearly everything. There's hashtags for made up words, let alone all the real worlds words out there. Of course. So the thing about Twitter is you've got this powerful amount of people that are out there and you got to corral them. Tweeting is your first step as a business owner. You want to actually get some content out there before you get to those big stages where people are going to be retweeting you and actually having a full conversation. You got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. Tweet about your business. Let people know who you are. Now, when it comes to Twitter, do you feel like there's a certain amount of time people should spend on it or it's not necessarily a time? It's more of a make sure you have some content. So the the one um, kind of factoid about Twitter that I heard is really the importance of of diving into it. If you're going to do it, like go big, like don't yeah. just tweet once or twice a day, but tweet eight or nine times. And people that seem to be active on it seem to build up followings and and seem to grow. If you use it sporadically, I don't think you're going to see the success of it. And I think the worst thing that that tends to happen is people start out using Twitter and then they quickly. Um, don't get you know an immediate following, right. and they don't maybe connect with people right away. They and bail they, on it, and they automatically think that doesn't work. And t- Twitter's a long term kind of thing. It's not like you don't. It, it's not. It's not. It doesn't work right away. It, right. You don't get a hundred thousand well, followers right away. And and even the small amount of followers, again, if they're engaging with their content and retweeting stuff, you're you're going to begin to get more and more, um, more more traction. Social media. Is, is kind of parallel to search engine optimization, which is something you're going to really hear us talk about over many, over many episodes because it's such a, such a big subject, such an important one for your business and your website that you have. It takes time for success to happen. It takes time for a website to build traction. It takes time for a social media profile to build traction. And creating that conversation and controlling the narrative is what these social media platforms now allow you to do. So before, again, we could probably have three episodes just on Twitter, three episodes just on Facebook. We want to tell you a little bit about LinkedIn. So David, give us a, a, a brief kind of overview of where you see it fits in for small business owners. So I, I see LinkedIn um, to really hit the business to business um, um, marketplace. So um, really good for small businesses trying to connect with uh, other um, entities out there. Pretty much most major business players are all on LinkedIn. They pretty much uh, have created profiles, uh, created connections, and gotten their name out there. It's a really good platform, I think, to get introductions, to start to get to know people. LinkedIn is, I think, very underused for that. Again, people try to use it like like a Facebook or like a Twitter, but I think you shouldn't have to spend time trying to um, to you, you need to spend time making connections versus trying to you know post content so much and then connect people like message one on one. It's more of a direct kind of a networking thing. For your business. Exactly. What what I've seen on LinkedIn that's kind of interesting is it, it goes really high up the food chain in corporate America. There are CEOs in LinkedIn. There are, you know, senior vice presidents. There are high level people that I'm not saying you can connect with today, but it's part of that network element. Um, LinkedIn has some kind of sneaky power. And I'm just going to throw a couple of facts out there that, that 
I guess shocked me, but also kind of warrant the fact that you need to take a look at this as you build a business. 500 million users worldwide, only about 100 million daily active. So not necessarily in that player of the daily communication, but again, it's doing something different. This is a networking tool. This is a professional tool. What really struck me Mm -hmm. is that it's sold for $26 billion. That's a lot of money. That's that's higher than some of the valuations for some of the social media competitors that have technically more daily users. But what it is, is it's sold because of the powerful value of who's using it. And that's what we kind of want to let you know there, that this is a who's who moment. Whereas any anyone can have a Twitter if you have some thumbs and you could kind of bang out something. LinkedIn, it gets there's a credibility element, especially with the fact that a lot of them a lot of the the accounts are, are almost an online resume, if you will, where it, it's a what you did, what you accomplished, who you who you've worked with, and moving from there. Right. How great is it that you can now easily connect with people because you know exactly who they are, what they do in the business, you know what their position is. Um, what's the worst is 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 talking with somebody and then realize that they're not a power player in that company, and then you've pretty much wasted you know uh, uh, you know your time. <laughs> You're talking with a, with a gatekeeper and not the decision maker. Not the decision maker, and you can quickly know. And uh, I mean, a lot of times. I, I, I feel that these LinkedIn accounts are actually run by those people, right? They're not being... It, it does feel more organic that we're, way. We're it's like, their own name on yeah, it. Yeah, like the Wendy's Twitter account is not actually, you know, I know Dave Thomas is alive, but like, you know what I mean? It's it's not run by any of the, the family members. It's it's not run by the CEO. It's not run by them. And it, what, what gives you a great chance now is that you can have a direct you know, contact with them and they can, they can connect with you and you can connect with them and then see what, what again, you can do to offer them uh, some support for their business and just, just help them. You mentioned uh, content and, and LinkedIn does allow content mm-hmm. where you generate your own stuff. You can link it over from your website. So again, long-term down the road, things you're doing where you're developing content, maybe you're blogging, whatever it is on uh, about your business. It's another avenue to share that information and link it back to your site. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like every every kind of two weeks or so after you post something on your blog, you should pretty much almost be reposting it again on LinkedIn to to put it in front of the people that maybe didn't see the, the blog post that maybe aren't following your blog or your Twitter or your Facebook. And you could definitely, you know, get it out there. How do you feel about automation programs, automation opportunities where you can preset things, have it post... What is your take on that? So I feel you should never fully automate your um, social media accounts. It should definitely be because, again, we're all real people and we're all um, we, we, we use social media because it's social. Right. And, and the problem is if you're do, doing fully automation and you're never ever going on there and, and people can interacting, tell. people yeah, can tell, then then you're definitely not using it your viewers will know your viewers will know there are certain aspects of it you can do if you've got an awesome article i'm going to give an example here you wrote again i'm I'm, I'm going back to my sandwich man Mm -hmm. why not we're talking about the sandwich guy we're going to use that he's got an awesome article how about how to build the perfect sandwich in 10 steps or, or maybe that's too many let's call it three steps three steps to building the perfect sandwich it's something that maybe got some traction on his website people have seen it on the facebook that would be something maybe you want to set up that it reposts 
every six weeks or every 10 weeks or something where you know it's done well, you know it could bring value to new people that see it right? and even not irritate someone that saw it again because guess what? I eat sandwiches on mm-hmm. the regular. I'll eat another sandwich in the near future. So maybe I forgot the third step. Yeah. But it, wouldn't you say that there is, that's the kind of thing you'd want to automate, a great piece of content? Yeah, you can, right, exactly. You can definitely automate um, some articles that you've done or um, some interactions. It just shouldn't be all your interactions. Of and, course. And, and there's nothing wrong with that because, um, you know, again, it allows you to kind of keep up on it, but but don't get lost in it. Don't, don't, that should not be your, your only social media strategy because at that point, too, you're also going to miss out what, what's going on now and then. Don't, don't repost things that, that are all. So, you know, maybe time sensitive to two weeks ago, oh, two course. months ago, you know, nobody wants to, to see stuff that's not relevant anymore. I think sometimes people just repost or repost. Well, well Twitter is in that hyper relevant kind right. of realm where it's almost not even good if it's same day, but a couple hours ago. Mm-hmm. It's very much the now. LinkedIn, you do have a little bit more time there if you're putting a piece of content out there. I think you kind of said every two weeks almost makes sense when you're doing something there. But because I touched on automation, I wanted to kind of finish this episode talking about the the new the, the one social media element that automation is just not available. Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about it. It's growing, not as fast as investors would like, but it is growing. Sure, it's got over 160 million daily users. They are throwing billions of snaps up there a day, anywhere from. A one-second image to a, uh, I think the maximum is a 15-second kind of mini video here, and you can't automate that. It's it's super organic. It it came from either a creative side or you're just snapping something you did. But again, I'm gonna use my sandwich guy. He could be snapping the sandwich of the day right. and put that out to people. That it's only good for 24 hours. You're telling a story with Snapchat. You and that's what they're. That's how they they do it. That's what they're pushing is imagine you being able to show your business in a way where in brief snippets you're getting commercials essentially. It's a 15 second commercial and you could make it all about you. You Mm -hmm. could make it organic. You could buy people in to what's going on based on what you choose to to snap, if you will. I'm going to use the vernacular. But it's a video. And what's powerful about Snapchat is when you open up this app, What's the first thing that comes up? A camera. The camera opens automatically. Right. They're basically demanding content, demanding it. And as we know from the big picture of what you want to do with your business, content's kink. Getting content out there on your website, through social media is huge. So Snapchat is this is this enigma right now because it's new, it's hot. The CEO's 27 years old, married a supermodel. You hear about it in the news. But it could actually bring some real value to your business if you find the right fit for it. Well, Snapchat is visual. Absolutely. It is the content that pretty much is almost wordless to say where it's not it's not text based like a blog or anything right. like that or, or even a twitter post which you know again started it's it's kind of a lot more more image or or video um centric but but pretty much your your if you do anything that you could take a picture of or take video of whether it's even you know an online tool you know 
Snapchat's there for you. And, and it's it, free. It's free. And Every it can, bit of it's free. And it can pretty much show what you're doing, how you're doing it, make it fun. There's definitely like a, a, a kind of playful aspect Absolutely. of it as well. So it, it definitely probably makes something that might be boring and a yawn into something that that kind of you know m- might get a laugh or a chuckle and probably somebody to kind of interact with your content as a small business owner i don't think you're going to make a ton of money on snapchat but i get i think what we're saying here is social media as a whole isn't what's going to make you that million dollars next week these are the kind of things you need to do to stay relevant now where linkedin had that professional aspect twitter reached I guess a br- the broadest range of ages because it goes all the way through. Snapchat's not going to do that for you. Snapchat's going to be in that, and I know this is a buzzy word, that millennial age. You're, you're talking about teenagers through about mid thirties are using Snapchat on the regular every day, and if if they're a target for your business, if that age bracket's a target for your business, that's where this becomes a value because right now it's it's still so new that it's providing some of that social proof out there, but it certainly isn't. Having a Snapchat account is not making your website rocket to number one. That's not what's happening at this point. It's not as strong that way as Facebook, for example. Right. Nobody's buying your, your, your item because of, of your, your necessarily your social media account. Right. With Snapchat at this point. Yeah, right. And, and they're even so new that their ad network doesn't have the strength of what, what Facebook is doing. And Facebook, honestly, has the strongest one in the in the industry. If For social, yeah. And we're going to have a whole other episode, so stay tuned, about how you could advertise using the variety of sources, including Facebook. But what I want to be clear about is if you're going to snap and you're going to show your business, it's not something that I would suggest you put hours and hours a day into. It's the kind of thing that on purpose it's short and brief. Whether you do snap your sandwich of the day or just for example, let's say your business is completely different and you do marketing. Maybe you snap a tip of the day and you put together, maybe you spend an hour and you write a nice list of 30 tips and throughout a month you put a tip a day and it's just you saying it. It's organic people that know you are going to like it and see it and that's kind of the way to wield something like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh it's yeah yeah it's definitely something that's probably um i think it's right now so new it's probably being underused at, at this time when we're recording it I'm, I'm pretty sure you know as as more brands begin to to wield it and see success with it i think you'll start to see as they they figure out how to to use it it's i mean it's the same thing that happened with facebook where it became very very brand heavy uh but but i i feel that no matter what the brands that seem to get it the best like you know like going back to like a wendy's type of thing right. they they people interact with their content and that's the key right because now people now people follow them now they're top of mind and that's what as brands or as companies small medium large size businesses they want to do so that way you know again when you're thinking of that item they're thinking about you so so today we really wanted to run you through twitter linkedin and a little bit of snapchat kind of rounding out that whole social media aspect of the last two episodes. If you enjoyed this podcast and found that you got even a small nugget of information, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review. This allows us to get our name out there and continue to help small businesses grow. As a final note for this episode, I am undefeated in trivia, and we're going to kind of bring in our producer extraordinaire, Brian Fritz, to, I guess, I'm going to say it, scorekeep, referee, Keep us from punching one another because it got down and dirty recently. Undefeated would be a um, 
a curious term to use. I would. What if I said, yeah. how about this? And I know we like sports here. I, I meant to say virtually undefeated. Oh. Because you, you know that term from boxing? You familiar? Yeah, I've heard it. Because I've beaten you both. Virtually undefeated. No, that means you've been victorious, but it doesn't mean you're unbeaten. Mm-hmm. Well, they say, box, they say that about boxers that have, if they've lost and they've beaten the person that beat them, now they're virtually undefeated. Oh, I'm virtually undefeated, too. No, you're not. Same with me. <laughs> See what I did? I shouldn't open this up. See? I love it. We don't we live should... in a virtual world. We do not. <laughs> we do not. But I'm nearly undefeated. If you close one eye and squint at the leaderboard, it looks like I have no losses. So let's get down to business. We like to throw a little trivia in. Brought to you by Tasty Trivia, www.tastytriviaorlando.com. I'm going to go first. I'm going to go first. I'm going to ask three questions directed at David. When he fails, that's when producer extraordinaire Brian Fritz of podcastingdoneright.com will steal. Social media. Number one. We just covered this. Let's see how well you were listening to the things I say. Snapchat is grabbing users by the second. It's hot on the tail of Twitter. Snapchat's all about content. What do they call that content feed in Snapchat? And yes, I literally said it. Oh, gosh. It was covered. I did one of those things where I kind of breezed through it, seeing if David would pick it up. He does not listen to me, people. I don't listen. I don't listen when, when Craig talks. It's, it's usually just mom, 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 mom. It's Charlie That's Brown talking. here. Um. Oh, I don't use Snapchat, so this nope. is this is definitely outside my comfort zone. Um, if I was to answer, what is the Snapchat content feed called? Go. I got nothing. That's a fail for the steal. Isn't it just Snap? I like where you're going. It's called a story. A story, that's and right. I referenced that it was Snapchat. You're attempting to tell a story. That's because that's actually what it's called. Okay, that's actually what's called. I've been so educated telling a today story. on hey, Snapchat. Boom. You just learned a thing. Yeah, because if you bring it up in the bottom right hand corner, it does say stories. Yeah, because uh-huh. what it is is you're adding it to your story. Yeah, and it it deletes every day, but that's the kind of the flow of it. And what some big big box companies, I'm talking the major players are doing, is they're creating a story. It's actually doing really cool things for news and sports right now, oh, sure. where you can digest news that you might not have seen, that the the London Inferno, Snapchat was all over it with some amazing coverage that was even better than what you were able to get if you just Googled it. Yeah, and I think Instagram has had to kind of pivot what they do because they now are doing stories as well. And same with Facebook. They're doing the same thing. It was such a good, real thing that happened where people were like, this is how I live my life. It kind of looks like this. Snapchat stumbled into it first, if you will. I shouldn't say stumble. I mean, there there was a calculated effort to what they were doing. So that's a story. So you're 0 for 1. Number two, I referenced this as well. I made sure to talk about it. Which major company acquired LinkedIn for $26 billion in 2016? Uh, Microsoft. Nice. He looked that up. He looked that up. I I gave that to you. That was a softball. Because you kind of looked like you wanted to say it when I referenced the $26 billion. David's one and one. This is going to be tough. Because you don't like the Snapchat. But I kind of, I gave a hint. I gave a hint in what we were talking about. Within one billion, that's a lot of leeway I'm giving you. How many daily snaps are created on Snapchat, according to Snapchat? Within one billion. I'm giving you so much leeway. Within one billion. Within one billion. You could miss by a billion and get this right. How many Snapchats? Uh, snaps. snaps. So each little, by the entire user base. A day? 
a day. How many do you think? We're going to let Brian take a guess on this, too. Uh, so in the billions. I mean, I'm giving you a billion. So if you wanted to guess anything less than that, if it's right, you would just get it. But you could say zero if you were trying to price is right it. Right. That's a fool's game. No, I don't want to do that. I mean, I don't know. Um, $2.5 billion. $2.5 billion. I might be wrong. I might have misheard you, but I believe you said $15.6 billion. I don't know if I said a number. What I did is I said billions, and I said a couple of billions. Oh, you said a couple of billions? I went a couple of billions. I got it mixed up with something else. You, you did, because I think it was 26.2 was the billions yeah, of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I threw it out as a couple of billion. And this, this has nothing to do with social media, but it kind of goes back to the difference between a couple and a few, right? This is like a semantic element. David might have remembered that I said a couple billion because he went... He made, uh, did he mean two or three? And he went right in a half. 2.5, it's three billion a day. Yes. Point goes to Mr. Foreman. It was good. That, that's like being virtually unbeaten. Virtually. He's two and one. I am unbeaten. You haven't You're, played. <laughs> <laughs> There's a chance for me to win. I am going to have to go three and uh, three and zero oh on this. This is. He makes the the questions to make me lose, though. So I, I don't know. I don't, yes, he does. I don't think so. Yes, he does. I I, I don't think All so. All right. Final three questions of the episode. Here we go. All right. So let's keep on the Snapchat world. Since uh, you're the Snapchat uh, expert. No. All right, so Snapchat was created, obviously, back in 2011. It was originally called Pickaboo, true or false? Oh, it did have another name, but I don't know if you did. Okay, so if you write true, false questions, the majority of them are true, right? This is, again, I'm going down to just how we did a few and a couple. This is one of those like things. It did have another name. I can't remember it, and because could it, it could had it be another Pick-a-boo? name, could it be? I'm going to say true, even though I, I just don't remember what the name was. It did have another name. Yes, it was. It was called Pickaboo. Oh, nice. I was not sure if it was Pickaboo. It was. They didn't even incorporate as Snap Incorporated until three uh, years later. Right. They, they, right. They were. They were not really aware of the direction that they no. wanted to be. They were. They weren't in the world of uh, uh, selfies then, as they are no. now. And they knew to turn Mark Zuckerberg down for three billion. He offered $3 billion to buy it. And Spiegel and his partner, I can't remember his name, they said, nah, playa, that ain't enough. Nope. Now they're worth about that each. Impressive. So one gonna, for one. All right, so... Victory. Um, multiple choice. No, oh, damn, I hate multiple choice. So you have three options. Uh, Snapchat More recently Snapchat. had a IPO. I know about it. So obviously uh, they had an amount. What oh, was no. the amount? The total? Yeah. What, what was their, What was the share price trading at? Oh, each when individual When it started price? trading. Okay, I might actually know this. Give me the All options. Right. So it's either going to be um, 10, 15, or 24. What it started at. It started at. You know what's crazy is I was going to say 21 if, you did, if it wasn't multiple choice, but then when you gave the options, I don't like it. Now I don't like it. Will you give uh, total shares or you won't do it? No, I you can't don't, do that. You know, I don't even do know it. if I have that. You can't do it. Ah, total opening I... price, not the closing price on the first day. Yeah, yeah. Well, like what, what, what it, what, what it, what's IPO went live at? Yeah. yeah, I. That's tough. I, I'm torn between the ten and the twenty-four, but because I thought twenty-one, I'm going to go twenty-four. That's correct. Booyakash! You like that? 
You like it? It's pretty good. He, David doesn't like it. His face is saying he doesn't like it because no matter what, whether I get this last one right or not, I've won. I don't think it's how I don't like it. I'm moving We're on tight. to the next question. <laughs> no, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm the one that got these points most recently. Yeah. You're not even done yet, and you're already celebrating. <laughs> you're <gonna laughs> so drop, does that mean that you're gonna drop to the, win, you win, you need to be the second person? <laughs> I Craig's think the, so. Craig's the, the receiver that drops the ball at the six-yard line. I can't wait to see that. Because <laughs> I'm celebrating. Because he's celebrating already. All right, so on to question three. Let's do this. All right. Obviously, just recently, we know that uh, Wendy's uh, retweets all about free nuggets became the number one retweet um, pretty much uh, on there was Twitter a, there at was, this time. There was time, a young man this. who wanted the nugs. That's correct. Obviously overtaking Ellen DeGeneres yes. for the uh, number one retweet. That's right. That was done at this star-studded event back in 2016. Yeah. What was the event? Oh, you gave me one. I th- he softballed me on this one. I like this. This was a that was a selfie, I believe. Ooh, I'm. Uh oh, I could get the wrong award show. I could get the wrong award show. I think it was the Oscars, and I'm going to go with that. All right, I'm glad you did because it was Academy Awards. That's the same thing. It's the same oh, thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> Shoot, I don't know these things. <laughs> <laughs> the pop culture oh, brings David down. It was Ellen's big selfie. Now that what's really cool about that Nugget story is this kid just wanted free nugs mm-hmm. and i can't remember his name but he created this hashtag nugs for hashtag nugs for whatever his, for his name, name was yeah. and begged everyone and it went crazy and the amount of retweets went wild and he ended up getting um, they asked him they said you'll get the they, wendy's responded and said if you get 18 million which is unheard of right because ellen only had three we'll do it and now it's up in the. I mean, it's a. It's He's at crazy. 3.6. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it, which she is really was, cool. And then they they in the end decide. Wendy said they will give him. They gave him the nugs, the free nugs, and um, they also made a uh, donation to uh, the uh, Dave Thomas Foundation for uh, 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 adoption. Go Wendy's. So I think that's a that again we referenced Wendy's earlier. What a great way to use your social media where people are reaching out to you. You're actually responding. You're doing something and then a great giveaway and a charitable donation. What you guys just saw is a drubbing the score of three to two. I went undefeated in that round. Hey, three Craig, and we're almost out of time. I think, oh. I think we need to, to close up. Uh, I think we're done with the gloating. We'll go back to more trivia in our next episode. In fact, we're going to talk brand awareness in our next episode, so make sure you subscribe to the podcast and please leave us a review. Thanks so much for listening today. To keep up with all the future episodes, we're on iTunes, we're on the Google Play, we've got, what, SoundCloud even, whatever favorite tool you use to listen to podcasts and help you stay up to date. If you want to reach out to us with any questions or ideas or things you'd like us to talk about, email us at podcast at IWantClarity.com. We've got show notes on our website as well, www.IWantClarity.com. See you next time.